This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. Today we've got a very special guest with us. We have Brother Kenneth Carpenter, uh, incredible man of God, incredible minister of the gospel. Um, I reached out to him, uh, wanted him to come on to, to talk to us a little bit about um, being sensitive to the Spirit of God. Um, you know, things that come in line with that would be uh, following where the Spirit leads and listening to the unction or the feeling that uh, we get throughout our life to connect with certain people or to do certain things. And I mean, I'm certainly, I suppose it comes back to obeying the voice of God in your life, but we have to have that spiritual sensitivity. And uh, so, I reached out to uh, Brother Carpenter to see if he would uh, sort of talk to us a little bit about that. So, Brother Carpenter, why don't you first just tell our listeners um, just a little bit about yourself, your background, um, where you're at now, uh, and then we'll go from there. Hey, well, praise the Lord, Brother Brandon. It's so good. Thank you for uh, the high honor uh, of being on your podcast today. Um, so uh, admire the work that you're doing and the desire uh, that you're doing to get to get the word out and uh, to get to conversations out with ministers. Thank you, thank you for uh, for your hard for your hard work. Well, I, I guess the first thing to say about me to introduce myself is that I am the husband of Penny Carpenter, my wife, and uh, of which 37 years this past. July the 20th. Brandon, Brother Brandon, um, it's been a wonderful life. Uh, Penny and I are both first generation uh, apostolic Pentecostals, and uh, we're thankful for, uh, for that. We are blessed with three wonderful children. We're probably, I'm probably uh, known more for my wife and my children. Uh, than I am own ministry, but um, my oh, our oldest daughter, uh, Fallon Erickson, her and Chad, um, they're heavily involved in uh, music, apostolic collective, um, and the list goes on. Um, our uh, baby girl, Lauren, uh, she married a preacher, Brother Zach Hammond. He now is, he serves as our uh, athletic director of a Christian school and he is now the youth president uh, for the Assemblies of the, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Crusaders and our son uh, Nolan uh, Nolan Carpenter uh, works there with us, he is married to Flannery um, and we are just enjoying life we have five beautiful five beautiful grandchildren and life has just been, been great uh, been great for us. I also serve as the general superintendent uh, of the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, an organization, primarily a ministerial organization, uh, that is uh, has a global uh, impact. So, uh, so think, Brother Brandon, uh, life is very good for Brother Kenneth Carpenter. Amen. That is incredible. Uh, so, now that we we know a little bit about your background, why don't we um, why don't we just jump right into the subject uh, and and we'll just uh, 
follow the leading of, of the spirit and in doing so being obedient to that uh, sort of setting the stage and the example um, for this specific subject we happen to be talking about today
the sensitivity, uh, really the, the, the small voice that tells the minister that he's on, uh, that he's on the, the right path, um, is to always, um, examine our daily activity, um, whether in the pulpit or out of the pulpit, is our daily activity somehow uh, connected to the Word of God? Uh, because many times when we deal, uh, especially in, in, in the ranks of Pentecost, with the Spirit, we're always, um, uh, well, maybe not always, but uh, a great part of the time, we are we 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 were talking about emotions. Uh, we're talking about our our emotions, and uh, being sensitive to the spirit doesn't always mean that I have some kind of emotion that I feel. Um, you know, I feel like God wants me to do. Um, I believe being sensitive to the spirit is knowing what God wants you to do, whether whether you have uh, a chill bump or some kind of uh, uh, feeling to do something it's it's uh, i know that this is tethered to uh, the word of god uh, go jesus said to go into all the world and and preach the gospel uh, to every creature uh, I, I know that many times we want to say i god led me to this city or god led me um to that city, but really being sensitive, sensitive to the spirit is, uh, the need, the need is the call. The need is the call. Uh, if I'm, I've often said, if I'm driving down the road and I look over and, um, someone is in a, in a a lake and I can, I can see that they're, uh, struggling to stay on top of the water. I don't have to feel led. Uh, to go save that person, the need, uh, the need becomes the call. Uh, so, a lot of how I uh, walk in the spirit, how I walk in the spirit, is simply um, I, I've often uh, referred to myself uh, as a realist. I just, um, um, I just always like to uh, um, look at life through uh, reality. Um, that you know, life it is, it is, it is what it is. But, but I also like to understand that that God has used His Spirit and His Word to connect us to His grand plan that it, that He has. So, um, when when I deal with with the sensitivity of the Spirit, then I just use the word from the Scripture. Uh, walk in the spirit, um, and of course that means to make that that means to make progress. Uh, be be walking in the spirit. Be go on this on this Christian journey. Be making uh, be making progress. So a, a lot of my sensitivity that I feel it is uh, something that you really can see uh, because it has to do uh, with 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 the work of God. Uh, with um, knowing the things that God uh, wants to be accomplished, um, being sensitive in the spirit is knowing the needs. Um, I guess I'll start 
uh, with myself uh, personally, uh, being sensitive um, to to the Spirit of God about my own life, uh, my own spiritual needs, uh, my own um, um, sometimes um, where I'm at in God, uh, my my personal walk with God to be sensitive and. I think with sensitivity also comes honesty. Um, we have to understand that as we're sensitive to God and God begins to reveal to us, uh, we have to realize that uh, at times we have to uh, be honest with ourselves that we're not where um, we're not necessarily where we need to be with God. And uh, then I, I believe in the in the work of God uh, that a husband, a pastor needs to be sensitive to his his marriage um, and uh, where his marriage is at. Um, is his marriage healthy? Uh, being sensitive, letting God, letting God uh, lead you uh, in that area. Because I believe that many times we have overlooked uh, the need uh, as the minister, the pastor and his wife and family as a pattern uh, for the church, as a pattern uh, for for the community, so be sensitive to God uh, in, in in your marriage uh, relationship, and uh, then obviously if you've got children, um, be sensitive to God, uh, uh, sensitive to the Spirit about what God uh, is doing uh, with the children, or maybe where the children are at um, spiritually. Um, I would much rather. A catch a spiritual issue with my children uh, when it's a molehill than to wait until uh, that becomes a mountain that 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 we deal that we deal with and then after uh, brother Brandon after our uh, my sensitivity in, in my family I, I think you turn the, the sensitivity to uh, your church congregation and um, uh, be sensitive uh, to the needs uh, of your of your church congregation, I've I've always used a method in being sensitive to the spirit is to be sensitive to the needs. Um, God, who is spirit, it was always very sensitive to the needs of humanity. Uh, very sensitive. You read the Gospels, you'll you'll find that although he imparted to them the Word of God. He was sensitive to their natural um, um, needs of food, and he would not send the multitude away. He would not send them away uh, fasting. So um, as a minister, I want to be sensitive uh, in God to the uh, spiritual needs of the congregation, uh, but I want to be sensitive also to the... um, uh, to the needs, the natural uh, needs of that congregation. I, I use a little system um, as a pastor. Uh, I call it the three E's, the three E's, and that is um, evangelize and uh, educate and edify. Evangelize, edify, and educate. And I always try to give the church a good diet of the Word of God uh, in those areas. Sometimes I am going to evangelize that congregation or that church service. And 
course, that is I am going to preach to the sinner, to the backslider. I'm going to evangelize uh, them. Uh, at other times, I'm going to just stop and go slow and educate, educate um, the congregation. And then there are times I'm going to do nothing but edify. I'm going to brag on them. I'm going to encourage them. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go on and on. Um, then after that, to be sensitive in the spirit to the world, uh, to the world needs around you, to, to be sensitive to um, people in your community. Uh, your ne- next door neighbor uh, to be sensitive to the, the, the people you rub shoulders with in the restaurant at the church on Sunday. The, these things, Brother Brandon, I, I feel like uh, with your subject matter today, I, I feel like that, that all these areas that I've spoke on is the areas that I want to be sensitive uh, to the Spirit of God to let God know that I am an open vessel uh, for him to use, for him to speak through. We we understand that the greatest work that God ever performed, the greatest work God ever performed was when God, who is spirit, manifest himself in the flesh. The greatest work for man, the greatest work for man was when God manifested himself in the flesh. And still today, the greatest work that can be done for God is when the church allows God to manifest his spirit through flesh. And so uh, I, I, I thank you today for the opportunity to speak on this subject. Wow. there That, that was a lot of material. Um, one of the first things um, you were talking about, the need being the call, Um and so yes. there are people uh, who they're waiting around um, for the call of God on their life. Um, now we're all called to reach the lost. We're all called to to you know invest our talents in the kingdom of God. Um, and so my thought here is, and portion of scripture came to mind. Um, in Matthew, when Jesus, when you were talking about that, when Jesus uh, said, I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you didn't give me to drink. I was a stranger, you didn't take me in. Uh, I was naked and you didn't clothe me. I was sick and you didn't, and in jail and you didn't visit me. Um, and so, you know, he was saying, I, I, I've been here and you didn't see me in all these needs um so when you were saying you know the need is the call you know look all around you there there's things that we can do right now right for the kingdom of heaven that's right uh you know the the biggest the, the biggest discouragement i really believe the biggest thing that brings discouragement with ministers is doing nothing waiting on a door to open and um I, I I think nothing is the barren land of the wilderness that has caused more ministers to move from uh, from one city to the next. Um, you know, uh, whatever the Bible says that whatever your hand finds to do, uh, do it with all your might. Uh, so 
the scripture indicates that our hands should always be looking for something. I'm always uh, mindful, whether I'm sitting on a plane uh, beside someone, I'm always mindful in my congregation, in my conversation, uh, I want to lead this conversation to God somehow. I want to, I want a door, you know, I want a door to open up. I, uh, I, I want, I, I, what can I do today? What can I, who could I text today? What kind of conversation could I get into today? Um, um, I, I, I really believe that, that discouragement really comes when we don't understand that the need is the call. And, for instance, uh, we could look at an Old Testament um, example when David, he should have been fighting on the battlefield. Correct. Um, and he instead uh, stayed home, and that was when he fell into sin with Bathsheba. That's exactly right. Exactly right, Brother Brandon. Exactly you know, there, there, there's really two danger points in, in, a, in a minister's life. When he has nothing and he's waiting on something to happen, that's a dangerous time because he's, he's, he's doing nothing, waiting on something to happen. Or God allows something to happen and he, become, he becomes content with what God is giving and he just kind of once again goes back into what I would call idle mode, maintaining. And, uh, you know, David, um, David went through both of those times in his life. And um, it's just, we, we, we've got to stay sensitive, uh, almost like, you know, check in with the Spirit every day. God, what will you have me to do? Yes. Uh, you know, if, if today's the day the Lord has made, there's a work to be done. Uh, and, and it might be that the, the, uh, the little girl down at the uh, 7-Eleven, uh, it is suicidal, and and I'm going to say one word to her today, and and turn her 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 whole life around. It's being sensitive. Wow, and so we 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 have a power. We have the power of life and of death in yes. our words. Um, so in that spiritual sensitivity, and you mentioned you know sending out text messages. Um, uh, reaching out to people, making phone calls, using downtime that we have in life to encourage and edify those uh, around us. Yes. Not only those that we are directly connected to, uh, we could, you know, when we're, the Bible says, pray for those who despitefully use you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know? yes. And, yes. And and so people that... I grow increasingly concerned when we, I see people that leave the church being written off. Um, yeah. You know, just because they leave church, um, pray for them. We should yes. never stop praying for people that have walked away from God. Yes, they made a decision. Uh, do, do, do I think that they have realized the impact that that decision will have on their life and their eternity? Um, yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Because right. if they had really understood, right, <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's that's you know. And now, now, brother, brother Brandon, you really hit on something that I'm I'm very passionate about uh, is prodigals. Uh, you, you know, let, let's face it, we all have them. Uh, if you if you have pastored any period of time, you have a prodigal. 
uh, or prodigals, many. Um, and I'm very passionate. Uh, first and foremost, we all understand that no one leaves the church uh, unless they, whether it was a real hurt or it was something they fabricated, uh, they leave hurt. People leave our church hurt. Um, and so when they leave hurt, um, the time, spiritual time freezes right there, okay? Um, they leave, and whether it's 10 years um, or, or 20 years, they still have that hurt. So how do we reach out to the prodigal and heal, heal the hurt? Uh, it's not always wanting to call them up and talk about the hurt because in their mind, whether, whether they're justified or not, they are hurt. Um, five years after they've left the church, I don't personally think the thing to meet them, if you meet them in Walmart, is to start talking about the hurt uh, because uh, it's, it's, it's not going to profit. But the Bible tells us about words having the ability to heal. That words have the ability to heal. And what I do, uh, I use Saturday. Uh, my schedule doesn't allow me to actually physically go door knocking. But I call it door knocking 21st century style. And I'll just use text messaging on Saturdays. And I just text people, prodigals. Uh, that have uh, that, that that we have in our city, and I don't preach to them. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, want to talk about the hurt. I, I'll just say things like, uh, "Hey, man, had you on my mind today? Um, have a blessed day, or uh, just uh, something happened at church." Let's say, let's say, um, let's say it was uh, a choir leader. And let's say they backslid, they're, they're, they're a prodigal. Uh, and let's say the choir went on tour somewhere. Uh, I may I may text them and say, man, uh, the choir's doing awesome. Remember, I remember back when you, when, you know, uh, I remember when you back, when you, you started the choir with 20 people. And uh, I know that you would be thankful today to know that it's running 100 or whatever. Just, uh, yeah, I just use something to try to bridge the gap because remember how God bridged the gap between man and himself was when he became flesh and I just try to bridge that gap and um, I just try to heal them with words and bring them back in absolutely absolutely and you know in those moments whether we're involved in the situation or not uh, and that, to be fair, when I'm reaching out to somebody who has walked away from God, um, I it's like you said we don't we don't bring up. It's just not conducive to um, sort of facilitate that hurt. Um, so when I'm reaching out to anybody that has left the church, oh, we talk and um, yeah. I steer the conversation away from that specific. Uh, oh yeah. Whatever it might, whatever the reason might be, may, what, right. the, the person, whatever it was, um, and and 
I just love them. Yeah. The Bible yeah, says right. that love covers the multitude of sin. Very good. Very good. That that is uh, that 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 is that is correct. That is that is and and what that does, Brother Brandon, uh, you know as well as I do that hell has told them all kinds of lies. Every every lie from you're not welcome back there. They moved on. They don't care about you. You know, but but um, when you continually love them and they mm. they can sense that they can they can they can sense that because you know the story of the prodigal son. Uh, there's a little phrase in there when he's in the uh, when he is feeding the swine. There's a little phrase that says, "And when he came to himself." And when he came to himself, meaning that the whole time that he's requesting his inheritance, meaning that the whole time that he's living a life with harlots and wine and what have you, the whole time that he's in the in, in feeding the swine, he's not himself. That's not himself. He has allowed another mind. He's been deceived. But somehow he was woke up. And when he came to himself, he said, how many servants in my father's house have bread and enough to spare? Um, I believe there's going to, I personally believe that before the rapture, there's going to be a tremendous uh, move of God's spirit on our prodigals. I call them Ezekiel's graveyard. I believe that God is going to uh, have a mighty revival of our prodigals. Uh, before he comes, I receive that. I believe that. Yeah. That is, yes. Well, you know, and it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all. That's right. So we've all right. got an opportunity, and yeah. so we've got to be sensitive. Because and, and I, I, I would add one more thing to that, Brother Brandon, if I could. The Absolutely. tragedy, the tragedy of the. Uh, story of the rich man and Lazarus, um, uh, the rich man being in hell. The tragedy of that, the absolute tragedy of that story, is five times the rich man from hell calls Abraham father, and five times Abraham calls him son. And the only way that the rich man would have called Abraham father was to have been a Jew. And the tragedy of hell will be those that will be in hell that heard the message. And of course, the rich man in hell is a backslidden Jew. And um, that's, that is the tragedy of uh, that. I, I believe that's the tragedy uh, and the, uh, of that whole story is that he didn't have to be there. Wow. I never looked at it that way before, but that is yeah. that is powerful when we look at oh, it yeah. and we recognize that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so, tr so true. So... As we're getting ready to close out this podcast episode, I wonder if you have some thoughts 
something that we can leave our listeners with, whether they are a minister or whether they are a um, just a saint that sits in the congregation, uh, whether they're a musician in the church, what what are some words or thoughts or whatever comes to mind um, that we could leave them with as they're listening to this episode? Well, I, I think the subject matter, Brother Brandon, is sensitivity. You know, being being sensitive to being sensitive to the spirit. Um, remember, um, whether you're a pastor or a leader of the youth group or someone um, that sits on the pew, everyone influences someone else. And no man lives to himself, nor dies to himself. So take care of yourself spiritually. Uh, number one, number one, you need it. You, you need to be, because God wants you to have life and to have that life more abundantly. God wants you to smile. If I could say anything to pastors and evangelists, and, um, I know we go through seasons of carrying burdens. But I don't believe, Brother Brandon, that the Christian walk is always a burden, always having to be under a load, under a burden. Uh, um, I, I believe that there are seasons, but God wants us to smile. God wants us to enjoy, enjoy life, um, enjoy Him, enjoy God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. To enjoy our mates, to enjoy our marriage to enjoy our families, to enjoy our church congregation. We shouldn't always, you know, of course, it's a, a work of the flesh. We can have 100 people, uh, and, and and 90 of them are just loving God, living our God, and we're prone to focus on the 10 that don't like us or don't like the church. Well, you know, just put the 10 in the hand of God and go ahead and enjoy the, enjoy the 90. And enjoy life. Smile. Uh, be a be a walking billboard for God that someone would want to know uh, uh, what you're so happy about in, in life. I, I've got a family, and I'll close with this. We, we baptized years ago an entire family, and I asked them how they they uh, they found out about our church. And it so happened that he ran a business that was right beside uh, one of the uh, members of the church, his business. And he said, when I watched... Uh, when I watched this man come to work every day, open his store every day, smiling and singing, and I was miserable, I told my wife there was something about him, and we got to talking, and he was the one that invited us to church. So that's what I would, Brother Brandon, enjoy life. Do the work of God, uh, smile, and uh, God wants us to be happy. Thank you so much for your time, Brother Carpenter. This has been a, a true pleasure and an honor. Uh, this is this is incredible material, and this is going to bless somebody. This is going to bless. Oh, somebody. I hope so. Well, if not, you can just file it away for another day. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time, brother. God bless. Hey, God bless you, now. God bless. This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $2, $3, $4, $5, $10, $15, $20, $30, $40, $50, $60, $70, $80, $90, $100, $200, $300, $400, $500, $600, $700, $800, $1,000, $1,000, $1
$5 or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.